0: Welcome to the You Are Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kiran Kumar, founder of Roaring Ahead and host of You're Not Invisible After 50. Despite the title, you don't have to be over 50 to listen to this podcast. No matter whether you're 25, 45 or 65, we can all learn lessons from each other to help us build a better, more fulfilled life. Come listen to the inspiring stories of all of the phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. They are not invisible. I'm not invisible. And neither are you. No matter what society says, life doesn't end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning. My first guest is a star in her own right, and I've caught her just before, I believe she makes a big in the w- music world. So welcome, Maruha.
1: Thank you so much. Kiran, it's so good to be here. I'm truly honoured for the
0: invitation. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a natural, it's a given, isn't it? It's that you're just a rising star. So I've, as I said, I've caught you at the right time. Um, as you know, this is a podcast Uh, thank you that is um you know for women who are not invisible after 50 and obviously you're not and this is about showcasing their stories um, (laughs) and empowering other women so in this life so in this podcast we're going to cover your life story so it's all over to you so we're going to talk about the past the present what was that trigger point that made you decide that you know this is the time um, and then what the future looks like. So really, the floor is yours. So take it, girl. Ah, <laughs>
1: ah thank you. So um, just to give you a, a little bit of a backstory, I, um, I'm i Dutch Caribbean. I was born and raised in Curacao, which is the Dutch Caribbean island. And um, I started singing at a very young age. My mom was in the music industry and in acting and dance. And I, and she had a children's choir together with truly a legendary musician called Rudi Plath. And they just they made a movie of, of his life not too long ago. Um, and when I was two, they, so they had Christmas shows every year. And um, at that time, it was still, you know, it was the live TV. It was no pre there was no pre recording. So they had a live Christmas show every year. And my mom would take me to the rehearsals with her. And I was, this is as the story goes, because I don't remember. Um, and I was two and a half. And, and and after the rehearsal, we came home. And apparently, I went under the Christmas tree, because that was that tiny. And I sang all the songs. And so my mom called um, Rudy Plata. I call him Uncle Rudy, um, um Rudy. And she said, you have to come see this. But stay outside. Don't come in. So she won't know that you're here anyway so actually that was my my um, venture into that was like it you know that was it into the music world from then on they put me into the show um, and and the joke is that the camera had to go down because everybody else was taller and the camera had to go down to catch me and up again and from there on um, just a few years later I became the main soloist of the of the group um, at six I I sang I, I sang in an international concert on a song festival which was for Latin America parts of Latin America and the Caribbean and I won as the youngest one or basically the youngest one um, I toured when I was seven sang for the queen of the Netherlands for the first time when I was nine it was just it was like immersion into the into the music industry so um, I think what I know best is being on stage and and being in the studio it, it, it's very natural to me it's it's my and it was also my first love. So long story short as I grew up um I fell in love with gospel music and I started going to the states um to 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 go deeper into that like every summer from the time I was 12 or 13 years old and um I recorded in gospel as well in the US so my parents always I was really blessed to always have the opportunity to um, to, to to pursue all that I could in the music industry. And my parents always gave me that, gave me that chance. So, um, and then afterwards, I fell in love with the States as well. So then after I finished high school, I went to study in the States and I kind of always wanted that something to fall back on because music had been everything, um, to me, but I kind of wanted to, um, have, you know, education to fall back on. So I studied TV, film, production, and directing. And then I went into what is now called integrated integrated marketing communication. So that's that's a big part of my field. And um, and then right back into singing. I did uh, musical theater after college. And I started touring with an, a corporate orchestra and a corporate band and sang at the Olympics, just wonderful opportunities. And then um, – I took a break for a year and I worked for a year in in what I had studied just because I wanted to, to experience both. I wanted to see what that was like. I, it's, it's, it's ironic when I think back to it, but I remember not wanting to be known only as a singer as if there's an only, you know, you can't, Mm. you know, it's never an only, you know, you just, you're proud of what you are and who you are. But, um, so, um, I went to work uh, in my field for a while, but the singing just kept tugging at my heart. And I just it was so hard to to let go of it. And I think at the time, so I had moved back to Curacao around the age of 25, 26 after grad school. And um, shortly after, I got this wonderful opportunity to move to the Netherlands with a record deal. Um, So I took it with both hands and the Netherlands is where my father is from. So I have a lot of family there, yeah. So I have a lot of family there. So that was my 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 new adventure, and it was like an opportunity to live in Europe, and um, so that was incredible. I got some, I, I, work, I collaborated with some really incredible people there, and um, a few years later came. I did some theater as well, which is another big love of mine. Yeah, yeah musical theater. Um, but a few years later came what up to that point, and I think, you know, it is still this incredible um, highlight of my career, the opportunity to record in the U.S. Um, with some incredible producers and musicians. And it was a, a an album, a tribute to Celia Cruz, who's a very famous um, Cuban singer, um, who, uh, she escaped from Cuba, you know, with the whole regime there and well, in her lifetime. <laughs> excuse me, recorded over 60 albums. And so she had passed away and they were, they were wanting to do a tribute to her, to her legacy. And I was blessed enough to have the opportunity to be the one to do that. I worked with some of the musicians that she had worked with in Miami. And um, it was such an incredible, an incredible experience. Excuse me. And, it, the beautiful thing is that because i had been raised um you know in in the industry and and working with somebody who like i was saying Rudy Plata who really instilled in me the how you know the commitment and 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 being a professional in what you do and making sure you're always prepared that when i came to that level of working with top musicians and top producers were, you know, Grammy-winning producers and and musicians, I always knew what to do. I always showed up. I knew what I was doing. I knew my stuff. I wasn't, you know, taking anybody's time for granted. I was not, absolutely not coming with an ego because I knew that everybody there, you know, was an artist in their own right, and I think that I'll come to that again, but if I could give anyone who's starting in the industry or anyone who's in the industry, and not only the music industry, but whatever industry you're in. And advice is that, you know, always be humble and and make sure you're prepared when you go to do your job. So I think that really, that really added to the opportunities that came my way. So long story short, that, that album was then taken on to be released worldwide by Universal Music, and which is, you know, one of the biggest labels in the world. So I had all of the work that I had put in over all those years had, you know, paid off. It was it yeah. was an incredible, incredible blessing. And um, so the album was first released in Europe and then it was released in the States and, and, and worldwide. And I started touring and promoting the album. And um, it was pretty crazy life because it was like, you know, traveling, you know, Europe one day and the next day you were in Latin America. And, and um, while I started doing that, my pa- I'm an only child, so my parents still lived in Curacao. And my mom had two strokes back-to-back. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so, obviously, the first time when she had the stroke, I went straight back and um, stayed with my, my my parents for a while and made sure that everything was, you know, when she came back home. <clears throat> Excuse me. She recovered. Well, she... She couldn't walk anymore, but she recovered her speech and she was, you know, everything was, you know, she was lucid. And, um, so I made sure there were nurses and everything was taken care of. I stayed home for six weeks and then I went on the road again. Um, because I had, obviously I had, you know, responsibilities yeah. with, with, with the people that I was assigned to. Um, and two weeks after I, I got on the road again, she had a second stroke. And, and I remember it was just before going on stage and it was, it like, it was as if the floor went out from under me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and when I returned home immediately that time, she didn't recognize me. She, you know, there was no speech. There was, there was nothing. And I, I just, I remember the feeling now and it was heartbreaking. And I remember my dad being, looking so old and tired, you know, mm-hmm. with, with everything that was going on. Um, Fast forward a few months later, my dad also collapsed because he was so exhausted and so stressed with everything. So it was, and then ended up in a hospital. My mom stayed in the hospital for about four months, and I think my dad ended up staying in the hospital with her for the last for the, for, for two months. And um, it it was so clear to me, and I mean, you know, people people around me, friends, and 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 you know, people that really cared for me said, you know, you should put them in a home because otherwise you you, you won't be able to, you know, you won't be able to do what you need to do, you know, probably you continue your career. And But I thought back to all those years that they gave me all those opportunities. You know, there was never some there was never um, a dream too big that they didn't help me, you know, didn't help me uh, pursue or or try to achieve. So. There was just no way I could do that, and I knew I knew that my they wanted to go back home. So I also knew that that meant that I couldn't go back on the road, and it wasn't mm. it wasn't a sacrifice. It was it was the natural decision for me, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't a very very hard decision because mm. you know just given having given you that that lead up to to how you know all those years of work of putting in that time in the in, in music, but. um so, and thank God that I had studied. So I fell back. I started my own company, and and you know I had then a, a consultancy, a, a marketing and research consultancy. And um, I, some beautiful things happened in that time. I, I met my my now husband, um, and even though things were really difficult, and and my mom, I think it, it, five years later she passed away. My dad passed away even even before her. Um, I was so grateful. I am so grateful that I was able to spend those last years with them
2: because I had lived
1: abroad for so, so many years, even though I was so close to them, but I wasn't there. So
2: Mm.
1: to me, it was a gift, even though, you know, I I think that's one of the models in my life that, you know, when you look back, you can find the gift and the beauty and everything. And that Mm -hmm. was the gift that I was truly able to be there with them for the last years of their lives. Um, so you know, and, and I mean, there was that, and then, but I had, I, I was, you know, blessed with this beautiful little boy. You know, my first son was born um, right after my dad passed away, and and like my mom was able to meet him and and experience him for the first nine years, nine months, sorry, of his life. And um, it was then it, you you played the beginning of when you smile that song. Mm. Is just, it, 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 that song is a true gift. Um, I had remained in really close contact with my producers in Miami. And my producer, the main producer, Rodolfo Castillo, um, incredibly talented uh, musician and producer and songwriter, a a Grammy award-winning song um, producer. I remained very close to him and his family. And so when Christian was born, I was still living in Curacao at the time, um, I went to visit and I went to, you know, I I took Christian with me, he was four months old. And I was still kind of dabbling in music, you know, I, I, it was, it was hard because it was still there, so much there, but, and I didn't know how to get back to it or when I would get back to it. But, so I went, um, to Miami, and he picked us up at the airport, and he said, the first thing he said is, "Oh, Maruja, his smile," and I said, "You know, mm-hmm. his smile is actually something I want to write a song about because it's mm. taking it it, 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 it makes it, it makes it, not easier, but it makes it." possible for me for me to Mm. get through the days sometimes you know when when Mm. i miss my parents when things are hard i look at his smile and it's just it it lights my my day and even for a little Mm. while it takes me out of everything else that's going on and he said i have the song for you and it was literally like a divine gift that fell into my lap he had just a few months before written this song with um the incredible stephanie bentley stephanie bentley is the one who wrote um Faith Hill's Breed, which was a massive hit. Um, so, incredible songwriter. And she had actually written a song about her kids because she had been going, you know, had gone through some tough times and her children's smile was what, you know, would get her through. So, it was just the synchronicity of it was just beautiful mm. and amazing. So, um, uh, recording that song was just so nice. So, we recorded it, but we didn't do anything with it for a while. And, you know, and then, Things happen. We we moved to Europe. We moved to Europe, and and I found purpose in my life through mm. being a mom. I found purpose in, in 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 working as a strategist with my clients. Um, but the music was still, you know, there was still this big gap of where where the music was, and I wasn't really doing anything with music. Um, and my husband and I actually met doing music he's he, he like I say I have two brains you know that the strategist yeah. part and the musician and he's a yeah he's an it consultant and and he's also a musician he's a saxophone player and we met before, like in a concert like doing a concert together so it, and that was quite tough because we had moved here and he you know music was our our, our language um but I just couldn't get myself to quote-unquote, speak that language anymore. There was, like, this mm. this block of, um, and I think it was it had to do with a lot of things. I mean, it's quite, it, when you become a new mom and you're in a new country, there's a lot that's going on, and, um, of course, your body changes, so there's self-confidence, like, confidence issues. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's, just, it, it's a big thing. Um, and I, I, I just could not find my, and I think also, I had not really dealt with the grief, not only the grief of losing my parents, but of losing my career. Mm. And it kind of it kind of meant that there was like a, a a knot in my throat. So even though I could sing, it was like it, the voice didn't come out. Um, people couldn't hear like anybody else wouldn't be able to hear it. But I knew it didn't feel like my my natural voice wasn't, you know, it wasn't there. Mm. Um, so it. it uh that that was a, a very, that part of it was very tough. And, and, and like I said, um, it was hard for my husband to understand as well because we had such that, that that deep connection with music. And he was still making music and he was making music for me. And I just couldn't get myself to, you know, um, mm-hmm. to sing it, really. Um, I know, I keep talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I,
2: I haven't no, given you no, a word. No, in no. <laughs>
0: it's absolutely fine because... <laughs> You know, your backstory, your story is, is why you're here. Um, it's like you have to know about someone's past and then, you know, what is the thing that stopped us all in our tracks? Things happen, like yes. you said. Yes. You know, life gets in the way. Um, and we all have these various experiences and it's, you know, we're moving now probably into the present. So please yeah. carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um,
1: you know, so, you know, years go by and and it's actually, which again, those those beautiful um, moments of, of clarity and the moments of, you know, really like gratitude for, for the things that are there. Like I was never, I was never um, ungrateful, like, you know, mm-hmm. angry about the situation. I was never, but I was, I think somehow i I don't wanna say I used it as an excuse because I think we're ready when we're ready you yeah. know I think we there always comes a time when you know that's the time when we really take take the step, but it was anything like i mean anytime anybody said, you know Maruchan, your music, why aren't you you know I always had a reason why not why not now mm-hmm. why I couldn't do it um there was always the also the perfectionist i am an extreme perfectionist which I've also learned to you know be kinder to myself. Um, But it was also the kind of like that feeling of, well, I was at this particular level when I stopped Mm. singing, people expect that level from me. How can I come out with music again if it's not at that level? So there's Mm. so many things that hold you back and it wasn't, it's not an arrogance. It's just really like a, how, how, you know, I, there's, there's expectations and, um, and I, yeah, and and, and that's and, and the older we get, the harder it is to kind of like mm. let go of that those expectations, right? I mean, if we yeah. we hold ourselves back for so many reasons. And and my body had changed. And I wasn't happy with my physical body. I'd gained a lot of weight with my with my kids and I wasn't fit. Um and mind you, my 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 parents had passed away from what we would call um uh illnesses, diseases of excess, especially my yeah. mom. My mom passed away due to complications of diabetes. And my family, does, diabetes runs rampant in my family. Um, um, as you know, you know, like um, um, people of color or, or, or you know, e- ethnic groups, their diabetes yeah. is more prominent in, in those Absolutely. Groups. Yeah. Working for a client, I put on a conference um, and I have – a client that's a medical client that I've worked with, and I worked a lot in healthcare. And after the conference, it was it was a beautiful event, and they wanted another one. So I was doing research for it, and I came across um, the the plant based lifestyle, and actually it was mm-hmm. called lifestyle medicine. I came across lifestyle medicine with all the spokes of the wheel, and it was in particular one, 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 one doctor who who I saw her talk. Her name is Sarai Stanzik. And her talk really, really—it was like this moment of like, like one of these aha moments. She yeah. had been when she was in med school, she was diagnosed with um, with multiple sclerosis at, as a med student, and her life just completely changed. And uh, excuse me, long story short, she really, really dug in and to try to find as a scientist, as somebody, as a double certified physician, um, just. Couldn't accept that, you know, this was her fate um, at 28. And and she found all this research that led to, you know, that that pointed to a, a change in, in eating habits and just lifestyle that could really affect your health. Long story short, she, uh, she adopted a plant-based lifestyle. She made changes, you know, managed her stress and all that stuff. And got off of all this medication and, and was able to put the crutch behind her. I mean, it, this incredible story. But she also talked about she always came in as a as a as an internal specialist. She always came in at the last part of a person's life, like when the diabetic had the stroke, had the heart, heart attack, had all these, you know, severe um, uh, side effects of of what diabetes leads to. But she said, what if I could come in at the beginning before they become Mm -hmm. diabetic, before they become pre-diabetic? And I thought to myself, that's me. The one at the end, that's my mom. The one at the beginning, that's me. So there's a reason for me hearing this talk, doing this research for my client. And that's when, that was about four and a half years ago. That's when I made the switch. I was, I'm 50 now, I was 40, 45 and a half, 46. And I was like, I don't want my kids to lose me when they're still young. I don't want all those, you know, I need to make a change now. And I think, I think that's that, you know, um, that's how it starts you know there's like this something that snaps and you're like i have to make a change um and that's i think that's also a big word change because it takes change to you know to to for anything to do anything yeah and and true enough you know sometimes you know the confidence isn't there but it takes courage maybe not confidence but the courage to say okay then well i don't have the confidence yet but I have the courage to take one step in the right direction, or you know, um, whatever it is, I can, I can as little changes I can make to try to move towards the life that I that I dream of, or that I that I that I envision for myself. So, and it really for me, it started with that. It, it, it started with the little changes first, with my diet. You know, from, I don't say diet because I think it's a lifestyle, with my, but you know, with my nutrition, then with with starting to move and it, and 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 mental changes as well like one of the things i think that is so important is like being your be- being your own best ally you
0: mm-hmm. know
1: because yeah. um, you have to feed yourself those thoughts that become beliefs because we're so it's so easy to god our thoughts you know we are thinking constantly but how many times are those thoughts positive to our towards mm-hmm. ourselves right um And, and I, and anyway, so, so that was the first, that was the first part of it. And then the pandemic hit. And then I was thinking, and and more and more, I was thinking, I need to get back to music and I felt I needed to get back to music because I had something to share. I had something to, Mm. to, that I wanted to share with people because, you know, this journey I felt, you know, was there for a reason. I, 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 um, so I want, Right. I mean, isn't I think I think everybody goes through their journey for a reason.
0: And I think you also understand I think you have a feeling within yourself which says, you know, this is why you're on this earth. This is the purpose that you were supposed exactly. to fulfill. And I think there comes a time in your life where That's you go right. well, it's now or it's never so that kind of the trigger point which you've just had. So we're talking about trigger points to like you get to a point in your life where <laughs> You think that's the switch that's the thing and it comes like almost at 50 right
1: it took me healing you know my body my mind my soul everything to realize that yes i did need to get back to music and, and it was and by that point there was this fire inside of me to get back to it mm-hmm. um and 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 i was able to because again like i said you know, the confidence, yes, I'm much more confident now than I, than I was the past 10 years. Um, and, and that doesn't mean that every day is just as easy. You know, sure. when I had to yeah. record a video for When You Smile, uh, fast forward to now having released this song, When You Smile, we went back and changed some things and, and, and I was able to put it out. Um, but getting to this point, you know, recording the video didn't mean that I felt comfortable you know, showing my body or that I wasn't thinking about certain things, even though I've lost a lot of weight. It's still, you know, I'm not that person I was 10, 15 years ago. But I think it really is choosing courage, you know, courage to to take that one step um, 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 towards, towards eating the right thing, courage to show my face or show my body or show whatever it is on, on camera, courage to say, you know, okay, this didn't work. I'm gonna pick up and try again.
2: Courage yeah. to,
1: <laughs> you know, it's just it's like these choices every single day, um, um, and, and the courage to take them. And I think, and I really think that that's it's such a big thing. I think this is not this story is not unique to me. And that's another reason I I feel like I need that the. the I've wanted to get back my platform of music because I think it's, it's um, not only for yes, like I said, it it is music is medicine, but also there is so what, what has always, it's funny because I, um, you know, a lot of my friends in the music industry, it, 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 the music industry is so inlaced or used to be enlaced with, you know, alcohol and drugs. I mean, you know, because it, 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 it does take, a little bit of oomph to get on the stage and be in front of all those mm. people. And, and I remember even back then, I never, I never, I never used, um, drugs or I never drank alcohol because I always said the high that I get from being on stage and feeling, feeling those people, I feel the connection with people and that I can really touch them. That was everything I needed. Right. And, um, and i think there's such a gift in that to be able to touch mm. people with 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 what you've been given with with the gift that you've mm. received that i i want to get back to that because i think i have so much more to give now not only my voice and not only my music but also this journey that i've been on and and these m- multiple aha moments that i have experienced and i think um those are not unique to me they resonate with 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 all of us and, mm. and I think everybody mm. has these 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 moments uh, along our journey and if there's any way that I can be used to help somebody along in that journey then who am I to to, to stand in my own way because that's what it really yes. is I think we often stand in our own way.
0: <laughs> well, that for all of us there is this you know moment where we go this is this is it which you you've said through when you were coming up to 50 45 plus that you realized that you had to change your diet yeah. you had to change you know your lifestyle you know um and i'm i'm with you on that one i'm definitely am um yeah and now what does the future or the pres the future look like for yourself for Muruwa?
1: to me the big step was going back into music and um um it started actually in December that I released a Christmas song that my husband and I had been working on for a long time. Um, and I just kind of took the plunge and I released it and it was received with so much love um, and, and so well received. So that kind of took that little the edge off for me, mm,
0: you know, mm.
1: it made it less scary, which made me... Um, Feel that I could release when you smile, and and it's, again, it's like my it's my story. When you smile, mm-hmm. it's truly really my story. So, um I for me, the future is definitely getting back on stage and and sharing my music and sharing sharing my story, especially and hoping to empower. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> um, hoping to empower women and not only women, but um women of course, close to my heart. Yeah, uh, because we carry so much, right? I mean, we carry the mm the you know we 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 carry our children with us or or mm. whatever responsibilities we're nurturers so we we carry the you know the burden not the burden but the pain or the the, the mm. responsibility of making sure the people around us are, are well um and i think it's it's so important that we we remember how valuable and how important we are as well and that mm. we have to get we have to really you know listen to our own voice or and and rediscover our own voices it it is the biggest gift absolutely no i fully agree and i think um i think that's why we go through what we go through i think that's why we each have our we we all have our stories because it's through those stories that you can help and that hopefully that and that's what i hope to do that i can share with others so that they can see that you know your story is not over. It's far from over. There's so much, you know, there's so much yet to come. And if you can, if you, if you find the strength in yourself to believe that, um, you know, and and really take the steps necessary, whatever change is necessary, because, you know, I think some, so many times we are, we are, um, uh, stuck in this feeling of, Oh, but I can't control everything or so Mm. much is out of my control but there's always something that's in your control, and 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 those things that are within your control, the thought, the changing the thought, that changes the belief, right? Mm. Because a thought, if you, a thought is just a belief is something you, a thought, and you keep repeating to yourself. So yeah, if you can absolutely. change the thought and then change the belief, and then you know, slowly but surely you can take the steps, and you take back your power, and 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 I think that mm. we really need to. Especially as women, and especially after fifty, because um, society is is so um, biased against yeah. you know women turning you know men are celebrated when they you know whatever age they are. Um, oh, nice gray um, hair, very good. Women, you, know, you know, I know exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um um and I, I yeah, and I think it, it really is like you know feed your mind with positive thoughts and, and feed yourself with. Whatever you know, um, speak. It's good and it's bad. Social media, but there are a lot of inspiring women on social media as well. Of you know, of a, a, that are fifty, sixty, seventy, whatever. I, I love this woman called um, Iris Apfel. She's from New York, and oh, yes. she, a yeah, book, she yeah, yeah. has a book called "The." Ec- yes, she's a, she's a hundred years old. She's amazing, mm-hmm. you know. So if you think that your life is over at fifty or
0: sixty, come on, right? <laughs> absolutely and just looking at those women who are out there and you know we are putting ourselves out out there as well and it's it's just yeah. so wonderful now to see that happening but it's not um that there's a few women out there, and there need to be more women yeah. out there who are saying we are Absolutely. not invisible after fifty. Here we are. We are have all That's this life experience. Um, we need to be celebrated, you know. Um, and we're not, you know, we're not a shadow of ourselves. We're actually coming back stronger no. um, and braver, Absolutely. and more empowered. Which is really my tagline of my business. But hey ho, in the wrong order, but yeah. it's still there. Um, but it is about. It's about you know, moving along and then flying because, as you said, we, it's not over until I think it's not over till it's over, right?
1: Right. Except, and, and who? I mean, when does it have to be over? I'm I'm hoping to go to a hundred.
0: You know, that's my goal at the moment. So and live well <laughs> till a hundred. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're fit and healthy, why not? You know. But yeah. Yeah. So right, we'll exactly. See. Yeah. So. <laughs> what are the, i mean you've already given so many kind of nuggets of, of of knowledge and wisdom um and i'm sure this is going to be a little slightly um you know we're going to repeat something here for the, the listeners but what are the five <laughs> tips that you would actually give to somebody regardless of age you know people are listening to this because i don't really want this podcast just to be for 50 year olds plus um but it's to be it's for everyone really but it's and for everyone yeah. Share. yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I think number one, and I can only speak for what worked for me, right? I mean, and I think,
2: um,
1: yeah, and, and, and and many of these things, I would say that if, if I could have told my younger self this, you know, you hear that so often, but if Mm. I could have told my younger self these things, then, then that would have really helped. Um, I think my first thing is gratitude. Gratitude is, um, to me at the center of everything, um, and you, you often hear it says you often hear it said and it might sound cliche, an attitude of gratitude, but I really think that makes a difference. Um because like I, I I really I try when I wake up in the morning, um I really try to start my day with just being grateful, you know, grateful for the new day, grateful for the day ahead. And because it's so easy to fall into that um Trap of, oh, what do I have to do today? And you already start stressing mm. and your body already starts like, you know, yeah. releasing these stress hormones. And it's like, you know, why? So, um, I, I really try to do that. And I finish my day with gratitude and I try to teach my kids, you know, to, to, to finish their day with gratitude. Um, and I think also because, you know, if you, I, I'm a, I'm a great believer in the law of attraction. Um, and if you want to attract certain things to you and and you there are goals that you want to achieve, um, if you have that feeling of gratitude even before it comes, I mean, isn't it, doesn't it come to you much quicker mm-hmm. than you know what I mean? Because if you're thinking, oh, I want that and I want that and I want it and I just can't have it. So, you know, that, how is that going to come to you if you're always coming from a place of lack or that place of it's not mm-hmm. here yet? So, um Gratitude is a big one and for me, you know, I'm I I'm a you know, praying person and my prayers are always I try for my prayers also to be, you know, coming from a place of gratitude. So one big thing is gratitude. Um second is uh be your be your own biggest ally, you know, mm-hmm. because um yes, the people around you are important. Um yes, it it's good to have uh, friends that encourage you, and but it, you have to always be your biggest fan, the person that believes in yourself the, the the most, and no matter what, no matter the circumstances, that you can always fall back on yourself. Um, so that's a big one for me to be your own biggest ally, and which which also means, you know, sp- speak words of positivity to yourself. Mm. You know? Don't 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 you know. Yes, of course, we learn and we grow, but that doesn't mean you have to, like, self-criticism. There's enough criticism out there. We don't need to criticize ourselves all the time, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it, it, it helps if you praise yourself every now and then, or more than every now and then. Um, so that's the second one for me. Um, the third is whatever your field is whatever your gift is whatever whether it is that you're a marketer or a business person or a speaker or a singer or whatever it is you do commit to being as good as you could possibly be in that um because you know how we were talking about courage and and confidence um that your confidence grows when you're really well prepared and your confidence grows when you get really good at the thing that you want to excel in, um, and that takes commitment and perseverance. And I mean, the mm-hmm. biggest athletes in the world—they don't become the biggest athletes in the world without putting in the time. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's very important, and especially if you're young and you know you have your life ahead of you. You know, you have the time to do that. If there's something that you really want to achieve, then really put in the time to get good at it and be committed to doing that and, and be, be humble in doing that as well. Do it well, show up on time, you know, um, and, and don't, don't have an ego this big about it, you know, cause we're all, we're all here in our own right and you know, mm-hmm. with our own talent. So just, you know, show up and do the work and, 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 and commit, you know, I think that's it. That's a third one. Um, wow. Five. Um, you're doing kindness, well. You're doing well. I think, yay! <laughs> um, kindness to me is is very very important, um, and kindness is, of course, I you know I, we we spoke about kindness to ourselves, you know, like being speaking kindness to you know, thinking kind thoughts and and and, and kindness, but um, also to others, no matter. Mm -hmm. what the circumstance because you you know how you 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 hear this saying you never know what somebody's going through um from from seeing them so you never know how they you know uh, what circumstance they woke up in um that day so they might um they might tell you off or they might have a they might uh speak to you in an unkind manner um it doesn't mean that you have to take everything that somebody says but it just kind of like if you come from it with from a, from a perspective of kindness, um, I think that makes a big difference. I'm a big proponent of um, leaving somebody. When I have an interaction, this is what I try. I try, and I'm not perfect. But when you have an interaction with somebody, um, I always hope that they will feel better after I leave than before I came. You know, I just always mm-hmm. hope that my interaction with them Kind of, even if it elevated them a little bit, even if it put a smile on their face for a little while, just making a difference. You know, Maya Angelou has this beautiful saying, um, um, people people might not remember your words. I think that's it. I might, I might like, screw it up. But um, people might not remember what you say, but they remember how you make them feel.
0: Yeah, remember I've heard
1: them, that one. How you made them feel. Yes, which is, to me, a beautiful saying. So I think... Um, and I think that's where if you come from a place of kindness, you hopefully will make them feel you know maybe a little bit better than 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 before you spoke to them or before you you had a chance to 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 share a moment with them so that's my fourth one
2: um
0: so what and i always and gratitude. i believe um and I believe that you're full of light and goodness so you know, we've only interacted.
1: Thank you, and the same. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you have
0: to say it. <laughs> absolutely,
1: absolutely. No, no, no. I mean that. I mean
0: that. <laughs> no, no. I'm only um, kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, so number and, five, number
1: and five. The last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number five, number five. Know yourself. Get to know yourself. Mm. Really get to know yourself and be comfortable with yourself. Um, um, you know, take the time to sit with yourself and because the, the better you know yourself. And I think that's why meditation is such a good thing, because, um, it, it teaches us to, to, you know, I think meditation means familiarize and, and you become familiar with yourself when all the noise is gone, you know, mm. because the noise of everything that's going on in our lives is so easy to distract us from what's really going on a thought and, 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 and not really, um, you know, and we push away thoughts, we push away negativity, we, it, 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 being positive or being, um, um, you know, grateful and all this stuff doesn't mean you don't have uh, thoughts that are, that might not be positive or thoughts that like, like kind of set you back or, or or doubts or whatever, but sit with that thought and try to be brave enough to see what's behind that thought. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what, what, what does that thought really mean? And how can that thought make me grow? So I think really, and I think that that, you can do that when you really get to know yourself and when you learn to be still in yourself. Because, and, and I think then when you do that, your voice, you really get to know your inner voice. And when you know your inner voice, then you, you know what you stand for. And mm-hmm. less and less, the older you get, I think you become less and less compromising in that belief and what you stand for like there are things now I'm kind of a, I was always a people pleaser just because I really loved people and I wanted to love mm-hmm. me.
2: Um,
1: um, but I've learned the more that I know myself and the more that I um, realized what my, or or learned what my true inner voice was and how spot on that inner voice can be, mm-hmm. or it oh, yeah. usually is oh, yeah. that I really, yeah, absolutely. That I really start to listen to it. And, and I, I'm not, willing to compromise that you know i'm absolutely willing to listen to people's opinion when i when they're wanting to help me grow um and it doesn't mean that i'm egocentric or anything but i do know myself well enough to know when when i need to stand up for what i believe so i think knowing yourself is very very important
0: i think that's a really good point because I did, for me tried. yes oh, you did you well well done <laughs> Um, the intuition i mean i follow my my gut my gut has never let me down in my lifetime yes Yes. other things have i mean other people have right but my gut is the one thing that i follow and i may ask the opinion of others but i actually then do my own thing right i just go all right then but this is how i feel so i think you're definitely number five um okay so just slightly moving on so in the fifth, we're 50, or well, I'm much older than 50, but I'm, 50, I'm the other end of the spectrum of 50, but you're not well, much. Um, <laughs> um, but as this is Yay. a podcast for you're not invisible after 50, what are the three tips you'd give to somebody who is mm-hmm. at that age, who they think they are invisible? Um, what would you say to them?
1: Well, I think, first of all, just know that you're, you know, 50 is not, I think 50 is this really big deal, right? It's like, ah, I'm turning 50. Oh, God. You know, and, and, and with whatever um, uh, connotation that connotations that go along yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. gosh, your story is far from over. I just think if you if you realize that your story is far from over, your journey is far from over, that, you know, it's not like, oh, my gosh, I turned 50. Now I can't. Start a new career, or decide to do a PhD, or whatever. You, you can, of course, you can. So um, let go of any of those those um, connotations of what, whatever, like beliefs that that you have about turning fifty or being older. Um, um, I think we're so much wiser and richer as people the older we get that um, isn't it just amazing if we can take all of that, what we've learned. And -hmm. and I really hope that by the time we get to 50, we've learned. Um, And if not, it's still not too late to learn Mm -hmm. about yourself or to learn, you know, to love yourself. Um, But uh, yeah, I think the the first thing is, you know, just, you know, your story story is far from over, you know, rocket girl, you know, (laughs) regardless of your age. (laughs) That's number one. (laughs) Number two, I've, I really and this is just because i'm so um it, i so strongly believe that um our health is so important, so I think mm. health is wealth um and especially as we're you know when we come to fifty um just 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 be kind to yourself and that means be kind to your body um whatever you put into your body, your nutrition you know how you,
2: you
1: get to exercise. And, and I'm not going to say that I like to exercise. I absolutely, you know, I like going for walks and I have to learn to like going for walks, but I absolutely don't like strength training, but we need it. You know, mm. we need it. The older we get, we really do need it. So, um, yeah, that, it, it, and, and also our mental, our mental health, so important. So, so important. So health as well is the second thing that I would say, you know, focus on your health always. Um, and the third one, surround yourself with people that uplift you. You know, mm. we've come to a point that you know we we have. You, we, there's no time to waste, right? I mean, you're you, we we, when we're younger, you might you might stumble and, and you know you might hit your head so many times with people that you think you, you know, you can trust and people that you think have the, your best interest at heart. Um, even though it's not about really about the people around, even though you have to find that confidence or whatever within yourself. I think it's so important to surround yourself and just be, be, um, be precious about the energy that, that, that you let surround you. Um, I have a, a really incredible friend, um, called Jill Bolte Taylor. And, and, and she has a, um, she, her story is incredible, but she has a, a, um, signature in our emails and it says be careful be 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 uh what is it exactly uh be careful with it be responsible for the energy you bring into this place you know like for whatever and and it's yes we should all be responsible for the energy we bring to somebody's place but also be responsible about the energy you let people mm. bring into your life because it's you know it, it's you can decide and i think the the older we get and especially once we hit 50 and we and, and, and we grow um, we grow more mature, really just just you know, don't put up with any
0: kind of energy. Just you know, it's your choice. Mm. Just don't Absolutely. do it. You know? Absolutely. Um beautiful words. <laughs> beautiful yeah, tips. No beautiful tips. Well I think you know, that. I think people <laughs> need to hear that in terms of, you know, where where they should go if they haven't got anyone, what they should do in order to move forward. You know, these are really wise words spoken. And okay. all I can say is you are a light. You are a star. You're going to be massive Aww. in the music world. Aww. And I can't thank you enough for being my first <laughs> oh my guest. Gosh. And, you know, I, it's been so wonderful to have you. And, you know, we've kind of just connected through, um, you know, um facebook um but hopefully we will be friends yes. for much longer than just this interaction um but I think absolutely absolutely I, I think you are a star in the making you're a star already but you'll be a star in the making you know you're gonna <laughs> get to big heights and, you know, uh, be out there and i just uh, wish you so well <laughs> really so so well um and before we finish, I'm gonna play so your song again. Just sorry, I'm I'm looking at my phone, which is not the right thing to do, but yeah. And I'm we'll gonna play this out because I love this so much. So I do expect now that we've interacted oh, and we've got you. this, you know, I expect front seats and like VIP seats, not just, you know, sitting on, you know, standing oh, up. Oh for god. 10 yeah, hours yeah, yeah, no, no. You... at my age doesn't happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna just play you out and you got I got it, you got it. I could only just say I mean Heartfelt. I can only just say thank you so 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 much. I'm gonna play you out though. Sometimes when
2: everything goes wrong and I just don't feel